Hi, and welcome to the Good Dog Happy Baby Podcast, where we will help you prepare your dog for the arrival of your child. My name is Mike Wambacher, and I'm a professional dog trainer here in the San Francisco Bay Area. I've been training dogs here professionally for the last 22 years. I'm also the author of the best-selling book, Good Dog Happy Baby, an in-depth manual on how to prepare your dog for the arrival of your child. I'm joined here by my co-host and friend, Morgan Dix, who's going to help me sort through a lot of the issues you'll be facing in this exciting phase of your life. He's going to interview me, and we're going to lay out a lot of information for you to help you enable your dog to make this transition into siblinghood smooth and easy and free of hiccups. So let's not waste any more time and dive right in. Mike, the question for today, I didn't prepare my dog for my baby. My baby's now crawling, and my dog is growling. Am I in trouble? Is it too late? Well, that's a tough question, man. I mean, the answer is kind of yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. uh, you know, at that point, this is like, you know, this is also, this is one of the kind of the most frustrating calls that I get when people call me with that question. And unfortunately it happens more than I would mm. like to see. I mean, it just means somebody's just taken no time, hasn't bothered with any of it, despite the fact that they had 16 months to prepare and to give this even a smidgen of thought, um, they haven't done it. Um, and, yeah. uh, if the dog starts growling at the baby, when the kid starts crawling, crawling, just, you know, if that's just enough to trigger, it means there was kind of pretty obvious problems all along. Generally, this is something they should have picked up on. Right. So at this point, you know, mm -hmm. the problem really is for the mom, if you see, if you see the mom and the dad, but I'm presuming, you know, in the model where the mom's mostly doing most of the caretaking while dad's home would work, you know, so her responsibility um, or his responsibility whatever the case may be is to make sure the kid is safe. And see, there's nobody that can come yeah. along, uh, you know, there's you, nobody can at that point come along and say, I can, you know, let's do this and that and the other training exercise. And I can guarantee you that you know, your dog will, your child will be safe with your dog no matter what you can't get. I mean, the thing is you can never really guarantee that anyway, but in a situation where the dog is snappy, snarly and growling at that point, you know, every day is a kind of mini crisis, right? Because you've got to manage this thing where the dog's now obviously upset. He's obviously showing warning signs. I mean, there's still things, you know, you can still try and create the safe place for the dog and do, you know, exercises and really, but you really have to monitor the fact that there's no unsupervised interaction or maybe that there's minimal interaction anyway, which, you know, starts to create a kind of divided camp situation where, you know, the dog's over here and the baby's over there. And, you know, bear in mind, the way I see this is the child after eight months is not going to get less mobile. They're going to get more mobile, more active, more wild, more out of control for years. You know, it's really not until yeah. about they're, I don't know, five or six years old that they can really start to cognize more about appropriate behavior with the dog. I mean, that is a long period of time to cover where any second something could go wrong if you're not managing it perfectly, right? right? So this is the point right. where, you know, and I say this in a lot of my promotional material, I'm just going to try to scare people into pay att paying attention a little bit. This is the point where people end up rehoming the dog. This is the point mm -hmm. where mom says, you know, mom's attention now obviously is first and foremost on the safety of her child and well-being of her child, right? And um, yeah, I've not yeah. met a lot of moms who are willing to kind of roll the dice and say, Hey, yeah, you know, I know he's a little growly and snappy, but he'll be okay. Let's take three, four months and really rehab. I, I mean, I've done that with people, but you never, once the dog starts to be threatening towards the child, the, the parents never have that same sense of safety that they did before any event like that happened, you know? Mm. 
And it makes it very difficult. I mean, once you've crossed that threshold, again, I'm not saying there's nothing you can do. And I have worked in, in cases where we've managed to basically pull back from the brink. I've, I've worked a lot in situations like that. But I think at that point, that's probably 30%. 70% end up being faced with a choice to rehome or just living rough. in this kind of divided. Yeah. yeah, it's really rough. But I mean, I, also, I get angry because... Um, it's like in the context of all the things one thinks about when one knows they're pregnant, right? There's, you know, baby proofing the house, buying this, buying that, getting the nannies. I mean, there's a million and one things. It consumes your whole life. You didn't have a few minutes to spare for your dog. Really? Yeah. You know, a few bucks to spend on a trainer. You know, you spend a thousand bucks on... I don't know how much, on redoing a baby room, you know, and this and that, but you can't throw a few hundred bucks at maybe hiring a trainer and, and taking a little time to prepare this other family member for what's coming. I mean, it's just, it's completely mind boggling to me. Again, I mean, people are busy and they have all kinds of concerns, but this is my particular arena. And I get angry about that because I see then I'm the one that has to deliver the bad news, right? Because they call me up, you know, and, uh, and I'm not cheap and I come over there and I explain this stuff on the phone to them. And then they're looking to, for some rabbit out of my hat to yeah. make up for what they haven't done. And then I'm the one that, you know, has to have these tear jerking, horrible uh, sessions with people where I explain to them, there's nothing I can do at this point to quote unquote, guarantee a perfectly safe context. And then, mm. you know, I have to spend an hour sitting through the weeping and wailing of the family. And it's, uh, you know, and, uh, but inside I'm just annoyed it, and angry. So, wait, so are, are you exaggerating? Does that no. really happen? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll yeah. tell you a, okay i'll tell you a story i mean i heard telos groan in the background in, yeah in, in, like an affirmative <laughs> he's, on groan. A, he's on a perpetual war with the squirrels in my backyard which are on the rampage <laughs> this morning because it's morning time and that's when they come out and like to titter chatter and run around and drive the dogs crazy <laughs> yeah i believe it <laughs> no i'll tell you a sto- I'll, look, I'll tell you a story this is this is the most dramatic version of this this goes back many many years you know um so I got, I got a call. These people have an 11-year-old Akita. Um, they have a baby who's, I don't know, at that stage where you hang them in the, uh, you know, they have those little, those little kind of cha- swinging chairs that you can hang yeah. in the doorway, and then they kind of bounce around in there, and it's kind of fun, yeah. right? So they had the baby we in one of those. We called that our bouncer. We had one of yeah, those, too. Yeah, okay. So the kid's usually, what, six, seven, eight months, nine months, something like that, right? Totally. Five months, yeah. yeah. So they've got, they call me up, um, I go over, they have this 11-year-old Akita who is routinely walking up to the baby while it's in that little bouncer and just snarling and, you know, curling its lip at it and barking at it in a, in a scary way, okay? Yeah, yeah. So then, you know, after some interviewing, I find out this dog has been dog aggressive for years. They can't take it for walks. They have to muzzle it when guests come over. Um, it's just a nasty, ill-tempered, scary, and Akitas are already, no, that is a breed. Like when I get a, a call for somebody that's got behavioral issues with an Akita, I know I have to be on my toes because Akitas are just tough, stubborn, difficult, to, can be tough, stubborn, difficult dogs that are willing to be aggressive to, back, to, to make their points if necessary. But this is not a breed mm-hmm. to be trifled with. These are serious dogs, got right? It. They're 110 pounds. This dog is 11 years old. He's got at least six years of being so aggressive that you can't have him near other dogs or people. Jesus. And it didn't freaking <laughs> occur to them until the dog is walking up to the baby 
at the thing at the, in their in this little bouncer and viciously lip curling, snarling at this intruder. And that's when it occurs to them to call somebody. That, so so what, and what happened? Well, I, I just what I just said. I said this is there's no way this dog is a clear and present danger to your child. He's 11 years old. He's vicious and nasty. Nobody's going to want him. You have to put him down. You know, the, the, I mean, in that case, the dog was a clear and present danger to the baby. It wasn't like a little yeah. growl, you know, yeah. is, you know, and then, you know, then the whole, whole thing that I just described ensued, you know, where lots of crying and it's just, and I'm just sitting there. And at the end of it all, I have to ask him for a check for the session. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. I just gave you this really crappy news and now, you know, yeah. And that'll be 150 bucks or whatever it was. It wasn't that much at that time, but, um, and I just, in, inside, I was just boiling. You know, outside, I have to put on the compassionate face, right? And just kind of restate my point over and over. No, this dog is not rehabilitatable. No, he's a clear and present danger to your child. No, it's too late. It doesn't matter what we do unless you muzzle him permanently around the house and keep him uh, keep him under wraps 24-7. Uh, are you that together that you're never going to have a gap in that system? No, nobody, yeah. nobody is. <laughs> So this is like, this is, that's why, you know, over and over and over again, you know, on these various podcasts that we've had together and everything else, you know, I, I keep bringing up that eight month threshold. Um, yeah. When the baby starts crawling, if you have not done your homework by then, and then you start having major problems, your options are severely, I mean, it's literally the description yeah. of having painted yourself yeah. into a corner. <laughs> yeah, I do like, I, yeah, totally. I do like that you that you use like Tom Clancy language around this, like clear and pleasant danger. <laughs> yeah. Well, it Did, is. Right? There's, there's, there's no way he, to show it. Yeah, clear and pleasant danger. Yeah. And I remember, I think it was a movie. That too. <laughs> That's right, it was a movie. I but, keep flashing on Harris, Harrison Ford, but I think that was like The Hunt for Red October or yeah, something. Yeah, great movie. Um, yes. That yeah, Harrison. that right. wasn't Harrison so, Ford, by the way. That was Alec Baldwin. <laughs> oh no, Harrison one, Ford was uh, Harrison Ford was the. Uh, it might have been the Russian nuclear. Yeah, exactly. That's the Hunt for Red October. Yeah, movie, yeah, 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 yeah. It was a great movie. Thank you very much. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's because because that's the language that's appropriate to this. Is, is you are screwed. Probably. Yeah. I mean, there are you know, look if you've got a fluffy, cute little dog who's 12 pounds and he's basically pretty malleable. There might still be things you can do, but I, like I said earlier, you know, 70% of the time it's, it's, it's the end of the line kind of. Mm. Cause again, cause you know, if you're the parent, you're saying to yourself, I can't guarantee a safe environment now and I don't have time yeah. to do this. And every day is a, is a bit of a danger zone. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, you know, like I said, and I get angry because I have to sit there and listen to the crying and the, I mean, that happened to me three or four times last year. All right. So basically, you said this is a hard question to answer because a very high proportion of the time, you're going to have to deliver bad news to people because you're saying at that point, if you've gotten to the point where the dog's actually growling at your child and your child's uh, crawling or beyond and has like is crossing that threshold that we we emphasize on this podcast you're saying well really basically you blew your chance for, for in, unless it's an exception and the dog you you know you see an opportunity to really train the dog maybe it's it's like it was an extraordinary circumstance where the dog growled or whatever but yeah, I mean, otherwise I, yeah. you're saying I mean, I, it's I not a, a it's sorry i'm sorry go yeah ahead. go ahead 
No, you got it right. I mean, I just say I was flashing while you were speaking. I was flashing on a case. I mean, not to be completely hopeless. I mean, I got a call a couple of years ago from a woman whose English bulldog had bit her kid in the face. And the kid was maybe, I don't know, a year, something like that. And we managed to re- rehab that situation. You know, and in fact, I got uh, on my on my blog, if you go way down to the early beginning, there's a thing there where, where there's a little set of videos that I did about systematic desensitizing with this. It wasn't an English bulldog, it was a Cocker Spaniel. Anyway, it was that dog. Cocker Spaniel, yeah. Yeah, so I went and did, you know, because we did a bunch of systematic desensitizing, rank management, et cetera, et cetera, and it worked. And, you know, as far as I know, that dog's still in that home, and the, the, the kid's growing up, and the dog and the kid get along great. The owner really took responsibility. So it can, that can happen, too, but it's not the more likely story. Yeah. Got it. Well, that's that's clear. Is it so... Is there any? Are there any final points you want to hit on this before we wrap it up, Mike? Because I think, I think yeah, the final point there. is always the same point, which is you have eight months. You know, from the time you find out you're pregnant to the time you have your baby, you have eight months. Then you got another eight until the kid becomes eight months old. That's sixteen months. For God's sakes, give it some thought. <laughs> that's what this whole. That's what this whole website, my book, uh, the podcast, the blog, all that stuff. That's what it's about. It's like you know resources, and I'm always I'm always shocked and stunned that that just in general there aren't more resources available around this particular topic to, for people. You know that it's, it's just, yeah. If you look at all the big fat baby books, you know the the uh, what to expect when you're expecting everything in that genre. You have an 800 page book, and there might be one page in there about your dog, um, and with some bland generic completely unhelpful advice, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, you know, considering the statistics, you know, that I always give about, uh, you know, from the CDC about the dog bites on children and the, that it's, that it's the leading threat to child welfare after substance abuse. Yeah. And, and, and you get one, one and a half pages in an 800 page book about it. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. So that's my point. Yeah. It's like, no, put this at the, you know, in the million things that you think about when you're having a baby, put this in there at the top of the list. If you want to be sure you can keep your dog. And even, you know, again, I'm just rambling here, but even if it turns out that, you know, you look at your dog and go, this ain't going to work at least like with that Akita, for instance, and, and many other dogs that I've had to tell people to rehome, at least you have 16 months to find a place. You don't have to like, Oh my God, every day is a clear and present danger to my child. You have eight, you know, 16 months to like, you know, you know, go through your friends' networks and, and all that stuff to find your dog a decent home. Right. But to wait yeah. until the last minute and get, literally give it no thought. Uh, it, I mean, it blows my mind because my, you know, this is my work every single day. I know it doesn't occur to some people until they have a problem, but for God's sakes, think about yeah. it. Spend five minutes thinking about your dog and all this. Yeah. And then spend a few all bucks. Right, everybody. Spend a few bucks if you have to. Buy my course. Spend Buy a few bucks. <laughs> Buy somebody <Yep>. something. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. So everybody, we, we pressed Mike's buttons today and we got some good answers. <laughs> so that was really good. So I want to encourage you, if, if you want to heed Mike's passionate exhortations to act now, um, we can give you some very specific things to do. Head over to gooddoghappybaby.com. Grab Mike's book, which has been an Amazon bestseller for a couple years now. It dives into this whole topic. It, it gives you all the tools you need. If you want something more immediate, if you want your hand held through a real step-by-step process today, starting like right away, 
You can grab his video course, and you can also grab that at gooddoghappybaby.com. If you sign up for the newsletter, you get a pretty steep discount on the course. It's already pretty cheap, so I encourage you to head on over there and pick it up. Again, that's at gooddoghappybaby.com. So thank you, everybody, so much for joining us. Mike, thank you, as usual, for delivering the goods. <laughs> My pleasure. And, um, you know, like I said, just I just hope people hear this and take it to heart because it's tragic when people don't. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>